Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A year, a little more than a year before, Israeli intelligence was able to get the detailed plan of the attack that Hamas was planning for a long time, about 40 pages they codenamed, the Israelis codenamed this Jericho Wall. And it's about breaking the wall. It's about breaking the wall separated between Gaza and Israel. This reminds me a lot of information we got after 9-11. This might be a worse example of that, but the opening of the 9-11 Commission book, I believe, includes George Tenet, the CIA director, having breakfast Hearing about the plane crash into the World Trade Center and thinking, saying out loud, I hope that didn't have anything to do with those guys that were taking flying lessons in Idaho or wherever it was. Yeah. I mean, he connected the dots in his head. And I guarantee you there was a whole, we now know, there was a whole bunch of people in Israeli intelligence and the IDF that when that attack started thought, holy crap, they're doing it. Because they had the report and a whole bunch of reports for over a year. Operation Jericho, the New York Times uh, got access to the plan. The plan included details about the location and size of Israeli military forces, communication hubs and other sensitive information, raising questions about Hamas, how it gathered its intelligence and whether the leaks came from inside the Israeli security establishment somehow because the information they had was amazing. The document had circulated widely among Israeli military intelligence leaders, so it wasn't like as stovepiped as our 9-11 stuff was, it doesn't sound like. 
But experts determined that an attack of that scale and ambition was beyond Hamas's capabilities, according to documents and officials. It's unclear whether Benjamin Netanyahu or other top political leaders saw the document as well. Um, so their plan was to take over Israeli cities, storm key military bases, including a division headquarters. Hamas followed the blueprint with, blueprint with shocking precision on October 7th. The document called for a barrage of rockets at the outset of the attack, drones to knock out the security cameras and automated machine guns along the border, gunmen to pour into Israel en masse in paragliders, on motorcycles and on foot, all of which happened on October 7th. That is shocking in several different ways um including the the classic i mean ancient to the point of being cliche error of underestimating your enemy and it gets the worse. hubris of it then in july more recently so they had those the blueprint a year ago and then in july three months before the tax the attacks a veteran analyst uh, with Israeli Signals Intelligence Agency, warned that Hamas had conducted an, t- an intense day-long training exercise that appeared similar to what was outlined in the blueprint. So this person was aware of the blueprint, watched their day-long exercise, and 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 saw they're doing they're planning for the thing. But a colonel in the Gaza division brushed off her concerns, according to an encrypted email viewed by the Times. I utterly refute that the scenario is imaginary. The analyst wrote in email exchanges, the Hamas training exercise, she said, fully matched the content of Jericho Wall. That was her response to the guy saying, ah, don't worry about it. It is a plan designed to start a war. It's not just a raid on a village. Officials privately concede that had the military taken these warnings seriously and redirected significant reinforcements to the south where Hamas attacked, Israel could have blunted the attacks or possibly even prevented them entirely. Uh, the Israeli military and Israeli security agency has declined to comment on this story. Not surprising. It's hard to imagine a more egregious failure, egregious in terms of the impact of it and the utter blindness of it. I can't cook up a more. Uh, I mean, if I were writing this as fiction, let's see. Let's have the specific plan to do precisely what was done fall into their hands uh, a year in advance. I mean, nobody would, that's just, it's not believable. One of the most important objectives outlined in the document was to overrun the Israeli military beast, R-E apostrophe I-M. How do you pronounce it? R-I-M. Which is home to the Gaza division responsible for protecting the region. Other bases that fell under the division's command were also listed. Hamas carried out that objective on October 7th, rampaging through R-I-M military base and overrunning parts of the base. I mean, the exact military base they planned to overrun was in the plan. That was how we were going to start. The audacity of the blueprint, officials said, made it easy to underestimate. All militaries write plans that they never use, and Israeli officials assessed that even if Hamas invaded, it might muster a few of, uh, force of a few dozen, but not the hundreds who ultimately attacked. Israel had also misread Hamas's actions. I really love this part because you've been talking about this. The group had negotiated for permits to allow Palestinians to work in Israel, which Israeli officials took as a sign that Hamas was not looking for a war. The analyst warned that the drill closely followed the Jericho Wall plan and that Hamas was building the capacity to carry it out. The colonel in the Gaza division applauded the analysis but said the exercise was part of a totally imaginative scenario, not an indication of Hamas's ability to pull it off. In short, let's wait patiently, the colonel wrote. The back and is forth. there a a more destructive human uh, emotion than hubris? That poor colonel. I mean, he obviously made a grave mistake, but that poor guy. Whew, 
How'd you like to be him? The back and forth continued with some colleagues supporting the analyst's original conclusion. Soon, she invoked the lessons of the 1973 war in which Syrian and Egyptian armies overran the Israeli defenses. If you're a fan of Israeli history, you know all about that war. Israeli forces regrouped and repelled the invasion, but the intelligence failure has long served as a lesson for Israeli security officials. We already underwent a similar experience 50 years ago on the southern front with a scenario that seemed imaginary, and history may repeat itself if we are not careful, the analyst wrote her colleagues. Boy, this woman was a hero. Ignored. Just who was ignored. How does she feel in the wake of all of this? Yikes. Yeah. Uh, She correctly assessed that Hamas's capabilities had drastically improved and they might be capable of such an attack. That's a tough one, man. You know, the New York Times uh, then compares it with failing to connect the dots on 9-11. But, I mean, this is there, worse. Were, there were dots that had to be connected. Hamas connected the dots for them. That's, this is just mind-blowing. Yeah, you would hope that if we had had plans that say 20 Saudis are planning to hijack planes and fly them into buildings, and then they we watched a bunch of Saudis in a field practicing flying planes into buildings that we would have taking flight lessons yeah Yeah. and and we even had the airports we had which airports they were going to fly out of i mean as egregious as our failures were they're completely defensible compared to this it's it i'm sorry i keep repeating myself it's it's hard to comprehend and can only be explained by hubris Man, so she's watching them all day long, training with motorcycles and paragliders, and she had seen the plans. They're, they're, pl- they're doing it. They're planning the exact thing that we uncovered. Nah, they're not. They so, can only get a few dozen people to do this. That's no problem. Eh. As if a few dozen people would be uh, nothing. That'd be a horrific day. That's a rough development in this whole thing. It's one of those uh, occasions where you thought you knew somebody very, very well and then realized, oh, they're a very, very different person than I thought. Um, I never, ever pictured Israel being this blind and, and hubristic and, and, and stupid. Well, right. So that's one of their bigger challenges is the whole Israel's the top of the top. They're the best of the best. They've got all the intel. They've got the soldiers. They got the special forces. That whole thing has been shattered and will never be the same again. And there's some commentary that uh, a lot of the problem was that Netanyahu was concentrated on the settlements in the West Bank because he needed to shore up his ultra right support. Um, I don't know to what extent that's true. I've heard it. I don't either. Um, it, it rings true, given the politics of the moment and the controversies and protests and everything in Israel. But uh, Even if it's not true, though, he's got to go. You can't keep somebody in charge who was in charge when this happened. I'm surprised Netanyahu's still in office, honestly. Right. I mean, because it's not like, yeah, he screwed up, but he's a good commander, and so we'll wait till the dust settles. No, I mean, this is a failure of horrific proportions. History-changing failure. Oh, well. That's a shocking story. On a much lighter note. Because everything is. Well, there's a couple of memes going around. i got to share a meme with you. I'll bet you none of you have heard 
and it just speaks to the siloing of memes or something. But just <laughs> just how we all have our own like little worlds of entertainment, and they're they're different from us. I became aware of this from my kids. We'll come back with this this meme that you probably haven't heard of, and um, and then also the uh, the thing of uh, list five things that you hate but other people love, and some of the responses on the text line were pretty good. Excellent, Got a bunch of stuff to get to. Stay here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I, uh, this isn't important, but I just think it's interesting the way um, um, memes are so popular with kids, and then like their 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 parents or teachers don't know anything about them. Here's a, here's the audio from a popular meme right now. Um, guys, is this Freddy Fazbear? Or 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 or. So, in this particular video, it's a fight between a guy and a bear, but that's not really the important part of the meme. It's just, it, the is this Freddy <laughs> Fazbear? video is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. We should post it at the uh, the website, and I will put it on Twitter. But, um, but one of my kids said, my sixth grader said, he was just walking around the house, is this Freddy Fazbear? Or, 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 or. I said, what did you say? He said, ah, oh, it's a stupid thing, kids stay at school, I hate it. I said, okay. But then my eighth grader, he's like humming to himself, putting on his shoes. Is this Freddy Fazbear? Or, 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 I'm like, what are you guys talking about it? And then they got talking about it completely separately at their different schools, miles apart. All the kids are walking around saying, is this Freddy Fazbear? And if you have a sixth grader, seventh grader, your kid probably is too. And I just, that didn't happen when we were kids. There was nothing popular that my parents weren't aware of. I don't think of. I don't think. Oh, but when I was barely, in sixth grade, if at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> just it's yeah. just weird that that we all have our own complete isolated worlds of points of reference. And I don't by know that political it's... belief by age by all sorts of different ways. Yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's a problem or not. It is with the political stuff, obviously, but huh, well, we have... far less common experience, I think, is a problem just by definition. So if you're around somebody between the age of, I'm guessing, like 10 and 18 today, just kind of say, are you Freddie Fosbear? Or, 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 and you'll get a chuckle out of them. What, what's, what's the origin of that? Oh, from uh, uh, FNAF, which is another expression <laughs> that you throw around for people of that age. And they all know exactly what you're talking about. Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a movie. And there's so oh. many million memes that have come out of that movie. But, I mean, it's... I guess my only real point is just the 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 micro targeting of all this entertainment. You don't have any idea your kids are into, so you can't you can't relate to them really about that stuff because you don't even know what's happening. It's weird. Yeah, um, guys, yeah. is this Freddy Fazbear? R R R R R R R R R R R R R. Anyway, that's one of the. Many memes around that. How odd. So the governor of California and the governor of Florida had a debate last night. We're going to play some more highlights of that coming up. Pretty starkly different views of how you should govern. Although, you know, I'm really biased on this, so I don't know if I can be fair, but I felt like Gavin Newsom uh, didn't answer most of the questions. Correct. Yeah, he had his talking points, his defense of Joe Biden, and uh, but he was uh, greasy and evasive, as expected. 
Another meme that is popular right now is list five or ten things that you love that other that you hate that other people love. It's the sort of thing you usually keep to yourself, right? Just because you don't want to be go out of your way to be provocative. What was your main thing? Oh, pop music. You hate pop music. Well, that was that was uh, one of them. Yeah, my my biggest one is restaurants. I hate eating at nice restaurants. I know most people think, love it, so I just keep my mouth shut about it most of the time. But I hate it. Honestly, I think the most significant one is small talk. That's a good one. Telling mundane stories of mundane things. People seem to thrive on it, and it helps them form friendships. I wish I liked it. I would I would undergo brain surgery to make me like small talk because it would make it easier for me to make friends. <laughs> right. Uh, a bunch of people weighed in on it. Superhero movies, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Uh, emojis. I could have put that on my list. I hate emojis. Most I people love, love emojis. Them. I know Picture is worth a thousand words. It's such an art form. This is a good one. Black and white movies is a good one. Um, pondering the meaning of life. <laughs> a lot of people do like that, and you're like, whatever. <laughs> I get it. You know what's funny about this is the ones I agree with, I think, oh, yeah. And the ones I disagree with, I think you're just an a-hole. Right, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Pumpkin, the flavor of pumpkin. This time of year, what? especially hard. You hate the flavor of pumpkin. Pumpkin <sighs> and everything. I hate coffee. I hate yogurt. I hate cookies. I hate all of it with pumpkin in it. Uh, somebody listed theirs. Corn dogs, carnivals, social media, small cars, and traveling. I don't know that everybody loves small cars, but most of those other things people love. Mm. Elf on the shelf. I hate it. <laughs> This person says, <laughs> going out on New Year's Eve. A lot of us hate that. Mayonnaise, cheesecake, and sour cream is a pretty good list. That's the, See, this is to what you were just saying. You're a nut is your thing. You don't like mayonnaise, yeah. cheesecake, and sour cream. I want all three of them mixed together in a blender right now. You just don't like creamy things? That's weird. This texture said, my ex-wife. <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> oh. Singing competition TV shows. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Huh. I'm trying to think what else. I think we all have things like that that they're, they're popular enough that unless you're just going to be a jerk, you're just going to keep it to yourself because you don't want to just go out of your way to be contrary. Yes, Michael? You missed an obvious one, dancing. You either love it or hate it, but I know lots of people that love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, and and it's obnoxious. I mean, if you have any maturity, you understand. Well, different people like different things, and me spouting my likes and dislikes is just nobody wants it. Sports would be a tough one if if you know you're in a a town where the you know the town the 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 city's on fire with all the enthusiasm. I mean, you just don't give a crap. You, you kind of keep that to yourself so you don't just make enemies for no good reason. Right, right. And in fact, we've all known that contrarian person who oh, yeah. has to say what they don't like all the time. And eh, you're, I don't know, boring. <laughs> I hate people who are contrarians just to be contrarians. Nice. Thank yeah. you. Found um, it out my list. The big debate last night. We've got some of the highlights. Lots of stats and figures. Oh, and some rhetorical fists landed squarely on ideological jaws. We'll play you the tape. COVID, the economy, who's moving out of what state, all that stuff came up. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The Armstrong and Getty Show. had Disney open during COVID and we made them a fortune and we saved a lot of jobs. You had Disney closed inexplicably for over a year. You were not following COVID. science. You were a lockdown governor. You did a lot of damage to your people. Oh. You had more kids locked out of school for a longer period of time in California than anywhere else in the country. Yeah, that's from the Gavin Newsom, Ron DeSantis debate last night that was on Hannity. Hey, uh, Katie, have you come across any ratings for that yet? But um, the uh, San Francisco Chronicle's Emily Hoven said the closest thing to a winner in the debate Thursday night was unhinged male rage. 
I don't know what that means. That narrative is so annoying. Because it 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 uh, utterly removes the need to have an argument, <laughs> and that's why progressives go with that sort of thing. Well, you're just a white man. Okay, there we go. Super, <laughs> super. <laughs> so apparently, we're not going to argue the merits because of the color, the hue of my epidermis. Okay, mm-hmm. well, well played, my moronic, brutish, idiotic friend. Boy, I hate those people. Anyway, that's hate speech, by the way. That's what hate speech sounds like. I hate you. So uh, DeSantis and Newsom scoring off last night. Jack mentioned uh, an annoying quote from the San Francisco Chronicle. It was covered in the L.A. Times fairly extensively. New York Times had a bit of a write-up on it. Uh, Wall Street Journal did, too. So as to how many people actually will hear or see it, or parts of it and be affected by it, I do not know. But it got a fair amount of attention. Yeah, but what, I, what I'm what i trying to figure out, and I think this might be the most consequential thing about it all, is where we are in terms of uh, national discourse and facts and figures and media. I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody can move the needle much on anything. So Newsom accused DeSantis of shutting down schools. He led with that at one point early in the debate. It's like, what? I mean, it was like head spinning. First of all, what the what the hell? And you're attacking him from the right? And then according what? to uh, the Burbios tracker, which is what tracked uh, what one of the organizations that tracked who shut down when, Florida was third out of 50 in reopening schools. California was 50 out of 50. But if Newsom stands up there and says DeSantis, she were in favor of shutting down schools, you shut them down longer and earlier. And it's just the opposite of what's true, but... Does anybody that doesn't already agree with Ron DeSantis hear that? I don't know. And if there's no consequence for a lie that egregious and immoral, I would say. It's not like we're lying about who won the 1978 World Series. I mean, this matters. This devastated children and may affect them for the rest of their lives, socially, uh, psychologically, educationally. I mean, this is big. And if you could lie that egregiously about a subject that important, uh, you know, it's a it's a weird world we're living in. Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. What did you think about the fact that Ron DeSantis brought up um, uh, 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 the the French kitchen? What's the name of that? French Laundry. French Laundry restaurant, like five. He times. had an early dinner. We had an early dinner. Think that's a good one. Uh, I think it was worth hitting it a couple of times. That's the knock on DeSantis. At least my knock on DeSantis. He just doesn't have that charisma slash showbiz instinct and it is admittedly idiotic that you have to have that to be the president of the united states but you do i think the better knock that you could say a hundred times and i wouldn't get tired of it you had your kids in private school and they were open while the public schools were shut down how do you explain that yeah yeah. Well, uh, there were many times that Newsom was nailed with that sort of direct question, and he refused to answer it. He just uh, went back to talking points. or it, He went big with, <laughs> oh, come on, laughing and chuckling and rolling his eyes and that you sort laugh. of thing. I laugh. <laughs> That's his go-to. But uh, let's, uh, let's get back to some of the highlights. Uh, clip number 32, please, Michael. You almost have to try to mess California up. Yeah, that's what Gavin Newsom has done since he's been governor. He's the first governor to ever lose population. They actually, at one point, ran out of U-Hauls 
in the state of California because so many people were leaving. Of course, he's imposed restrictions on his own people while exempting himself from those restrictions and going to the French Laundry while his people were suffering. He led the country in school closures, locking kids out of school while he had his own kids in private school in person. Now, he's very good at spinning these, these tales. He's good at, at being slick and slippery. He'll, he'll tell a blizzard of lies to be able to try to mask the failures. But the reality is they have failed because of his leftist ideology. And the choice for America is this. What Biden and Harris and Newsom want to do is take the California model and do that nationally. In Florida, we showed that conservative principles work. This country must choose freedom over failure. One clip that we haven't played that he hit a lot, speaking of things he hit a lot, was gas prices, which is another good knock. Man, how do you explain that away? The gas is, you know, $6 a gallon in California and three the rest of the country. You know, he mentioned Harris there. I haven't heard this one yet. Uh, Clip 27, Michael. Silly, but... Joe Biden is in the pocket of the teachers' union, and so is Kamala Harris. That's why they fought the way, school openings when, when he Shame came in you. there. It's Kamala when they had Harris, that in Ron. It's Kamala Biden Harris, came into office, Madam and he Vice brought in the teacher to union to be Harris. able to do Stop all these different Well, uh, that, that everybody talking at the same time thing has got to go. Hannity kept saying, I'm going to let it breathe, but I you know, appreciate if you didn't talk at the same time. I think it was a mistake for DeSantis to, like, interrupt him and talk over my... I let him say his piece, and then when when everybody can hear every word you're saying, say, that's not true. Here's what is true. Because they're just right. interjecting while they're talking. But that what a weird thing. Can I hear a little of that again? What a weird thing for Gavin to jump in with as, a, as like, a, a, a you know, I'm going to really attack you on this. Joe Biden is in the pocket of the teachers' union, and so is Kamala Harris. That's why they fought hey, the way, school openings when, when he Shame came in you. there. It's Kamala when they had Harris, that in Ron. It's Kamala Biden came Harris, into office, Madam and he Vice brought in President. the teachers' that's, that's union. That's, that's the hill no, you're going to... Did gonna... you hear Madam Vice President to you? Yeah, the that's the hill you're going to die on? Is it getting the pronunciation of the Vice President's first name right? All right, whatever. Well, and you remember the story Katie Grimes told us that uh, when Obama came to California, all of a sudden uh, Kamala Harris said it's pronounced Kamala because she wanted it to sound like Obama there for a <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> Unfreaking believable. Uh, I like this. Um, 26. My question to you, Governor Newsom, those books, do you believe that's appropriate for school districts to teach kids? Yes or no? Not, come on. Those are not, not part of the curriculum. They're not teaching. Those, are, the, that, that was, not those a, are books that were in school. Hold on. Hold on. The bottom line is you are on a book banning binge, your state. 1,406 books, 3,362 in this country. You didn't answer. What about those books? Sean and Ron, what I find offensive is the very significant number of these books happen to be LGBTQ books. A significant number of these books happen to be about African Americans. Do you think it's appropriate in school? I told you, we don't teach that. We don't teach that. This is a ginned up, made up issue to divide this country. You talk about dividing this country. This is part of the culture war, the weaponization of grievance. This is part okay. using education. Well, we're focusing on math, science. We're focusing on reimagining our school we're system. Get to yeah, reimagining them to exist without learning. As I mentioned earlier, it was refreshing. I mean, amazingly refreshing for the first time in my life to hear questions asked from the conservative side of the answer as opposed to the liberal side of the answer so that the uh, Republican wasn't, you know, 
in a defensive crouch the entire time, and the Democrat was. It'd be nice if nobody was in a defensive crouch, I guess, but it always is on your mainstream, unbiased debates. Everything's That question would have been, Ron DeSantis, why are you banning books? Why are you banning books? As opposed why to, are you banning books against well, about black people and, and gay people? As opposed to, hey, Gavin Newsom, why are you trying to teach this crap in schools? So it's just, you know, a different emphasis. It was interesting to hear uh, Newsom trying to defend pornography in schools as he and his wife both want to sexualize elementary school uh, children in, in California for whatever perverse reason um, and teach them the gingerbread person even though they can't read. I don't know if it had um, done any good, but I wish Ron DeSantis would have just hammered on the – I just want to nail this down, Governor Newsom, because I think this is hugely important. Public schools were closed. Your kid's private school is open. They, why? How do you explain that? How about 35, Michael? You have yet to address the issue, but I asked you twice. You don't want to answer it. But the issue of why the migration out of red states, I'm sorry, well, out of blue states. We just established states. more Floridians coming to California in the last I'm two years than the overall, other. Overall, you had a net gone. loss you of didn't seven. Establish it's it. a you fact. Just asserted it. It's a fact. No, it's not a fact. It All is right, a fact. Moving on. Let's go. So he used that. That's a pretty good one because um, maybe that is true that more people from Florida move to California than Californians move to Florida. Because I don't know. I know lots of Californians have moved to Texas, Tennessee, Idaho, Montana, all kinds of different places. But I don't know any to move to Florida. So uh, maybe on that specific point. So that's, that's pretty clever. That's some good research right there to be ready to have a uh, retort. Although DeSantis said it's factually untrue, and I don't, I don't know. know, I would have to do more digging into it. And you know what's interesting about comparing states, and, and everybody does it, is uh, when it suits you, you go with raw numbers. And California right. is an enormous state. Uh, and then when it doesn't suit you to go with raw numbers, you go with percentages and that yeah, sort of Yeah, that's thing. the problem. That's what I was saying earlier about just the blizzard of statistics. Even if you're right, I just I don't know if you ever land really a punch with those. It seems like you would, but I don't know if you do, as opposed to just a grand statement vision of I'm against big government or I'm going to build a wall or something just or hope and change if you're uh, if you're Obama. I think you're absolutely right. And that is what DeSantis is missing. He does not have an instinct for that. Um, uh, you know, Trump obviously does in spades. I would argue that's virtually all he has, but he's the best I've ever seen. Uh, finally, this, uh, what time is it? Yeah, let's go at 24. Can't, can't let this one go unplayed. Come on. This is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. It's a crap map. <sighs> Fecal matter. That's right, Johnny. And uh, Newsom responded roughly. I'm trying to find the direct quote. You are insulting one of the great cities on earth. Um, it's covered in poo. <laughs> Let's deal with the poo and I'll stop insulting it. I wonder what Newsom's thinking was going into this thing. Because I, I, I think he succeeded in oh, the only thing he could accomplish was just kind of raising his 
level, more of a national figure, showing he's willing to go in to go on to Fox, which most Democrats don't have the guts to do. To his credit, hey, do we have the clip where um, DeSantis was talking about how uh, yeah, Californians do enjoy freedoms, Floridians don't? I can't remember if we have that clip. Oh, right. <laughs> Freedom to poop on the street. <laughs> yeah, freedom to defecate on the, and camp on the street and use drugs in public. Those are freedoms. They're not the freedoms our founding fathers envisioned, he said. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. And you're a crappy governor. He's cra- crap in your city, and you're a crappy governor. I'm going to wipe you off. My- America's going to wipe you off their shoe. Wow, that's you ought to go strike this. <laughs> I just I don't I don't want to be a nihilist about this. I just I don't know if we can have any political debates. I just don't know if it's possible anymore. I think we're going through a period that we will come out of. Um it will be very different than what was before when we come out of this particular period, no doubt, but uh I, I think partly it's a Trump derangement syndrome. And the tribalism that's caused, um, but uh, it, I don't know. It, it might be this dumb for the rest of our lives. <laughs> it might be this dumb for the rest of our lives. Oh, you just have to accept it. I'm a realist. I hate it, but I might have to accept it. Wow. Uh, your streets are full of crap, and you're full of crap, Governor Crap Crap. Yeah. See, that would have been a winner. <laughs> Governor Crap Crap. <laughs> you laugh. Uh, I laugh. I mean, One of the most respected financial wizards in America said people need to prepare for a recession yesterday. Got a lot of attention. Ah, shut up. Ah, shut, shut up. It. Among, other things, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, 
where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here I am back in January of last year. I just couldn't keep the weight off no matter how many different exercise programs I tried. Now I'm down to my ideal weight, and it's never been easier. All I had to do was vote blue, no matter who. Every time I went to the grocery store, I always had so many different options to choose from. But now, now I'm lucky if I can even fill my basket up. I used to be really unhealthy, never got that much exercise. But now that I can't afford to put gas in my car, I have to walk to work. And as an added bonus, I don't have to worry about being carjacked anymore. So you can ditch Tybo and start saying Ty Joe. Come on, man. There's a young woman who's uh, on the Biden diet. She can't afford her groceries and she has to walk to work because she can't afford the gas. And she's lost all the weight she's dreamed of. Wow. All right. This idea is a bunch of malarkey. So we got this text. I didn't notice this. The only thing worse than Newsom's changing the subject was Sean Hannity's whistling through his false teeth. I didn't. Anybody pick that up? I didn't notice that either. Okay. Maybe that's not a thing. So I did come across this yesterday. I thought it was fantastic. There's a couple of Royals books out about the Royals that I don't care about. Duh. This one's kind of funny, though. King Charles... There you go, that list of things a lot of people seem to love that you hate. Hearing yeah. about the damn royals. No kidding. King Charles' ridiculous <laughs> demands revealed. Um, this He strikes me as the kind of guy where this stuff would be true. The British monarch's ridiculous demands to Buckingham Palace staffers have been revealed in a new book called Endgame, Inside the Royal Family and the Monarchy's Fight for Survival, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he likes his soft-boiled eggs cooked four minutes, no more, no less, or they'll be sent back to the kitchen in a fury. He insists on traveling with perfectly steamed 1,000-thread-count bedsheets to be put on whatever bed he sleeps on and throws temper tantrums if his pajamas aren't pressed, according to the biography. Doesn't he strike you as the kind of guy where this would be true and it's not just pressed slanders? pajama guy? <laughs> he does seem like pressed pajama guy. Uh, despite having a reported net worth of more than $2 billion. What? Well, he's been very successful at... Uh, hmm. The king never throws out old shoes and said he asked a cobbler to bring them back to life. I can defend that one. Uh, good shoes can be fixed with a cobbler, and that's kind of an English thing is... 
cobblers and well-made handmade shoes. So that one's not so bad. He um, makes people iron his shoelaces, though. He doesn't like any creases in his shoelace. How'd you like to have that job? What do you do for a living? I iron the shoelaces of the king. How long does that take? Perhaps the most bizarre habit, though, is that the former Prince of Wales likes to have someone squeeze exactly one inch of toothpaste onto his toothbrush for him ahead of his bedtime routine every night. I don't believe that. He's got a toothpaste squeezer or a d- d- chambermaid or a manservant or a footman. I don't know what these things are. I've just seen them. I've seen the, the words. And the toothpaste must come from a crusted silver dispenser. A valet. You don't believe that he has somebody that squeezes out the toothpaste onto his toothbrush so it's ready to go for him? I can easily believe that you get there after a lifetime of everybody is around you to serve you and there's... You're not elected or anything. You don't have to worry about pleasing anybody. I think he would. I think everybody would gradually get there. And when I walk in the door, I want uh, crackers with cheese on them. This kind of cheese, this kind of cracker. I want six of them arranged in a semicircle on a plate. Well, that's a million miles from having a toothpaste squeezer. <laughs> uh, the water for his baths has to be tepid, half full, and the plug in a certain position. He also travels with his own toilet seat and paper, as well as his childhood teddy bear, which his former valet uh, uh, was in charge of throughout his 40s or something like that, whatever. I think we'd all get there if we had unlimited power and uh, somebody taking care of us all day long. Yeah, I don't know. That's so foreign you to think, me. I can't, at some point you think, I can't what, assess what's true at, and what's not. At some not. point, I would think, what difference does it make? I mean, they're getting paid to do this. I got nothing else to do. It's not going to hurt them. You know, make sure my uh, hard-boiled eggs four minutes, no more, no less. Or I'm going to send it back with a tantrum. Iron my shoelaces for crying out loud. I, I can believe some of that. Um, just not all of it. And, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing comes out now and again. And How are you going to fact check it? I bet he squeezes his own toothpaste. I'm standing by (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.